here we are, back again, I guess. The S3 podcast returns. Um, you've got Mike Sanders, Jonathan Woolley, Jesse Rivera, Hiswell, you, however you want to say it, and then I'm Hunter Rollins. Uh, the podcast hasn't been back for, what, six months at least, if not more. Um, but <laughs> year. It's about a year. <laughs> with the world in the shape that it is right now, we figured that there is no better opportunity than now to come back and g- give some people something they can talk about while we are, are all sitting in our own individual quarantines. Um, so you can expect the podcast hopefully every week, uh, probably going to shoot for Wednesday every week. I'm going to go for two o'clock on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, everywhere is where you'll be able to see it. Um, but yeah, we're glad to be back. Glad to have some in-depth conversations and give you guys something to listen to. Um, today's topic, I guess, part of the course is the coronavirus. So, I mean... What do you what? What's your guys' thought? Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. How can you talk about anything else? I guess it's the reason we're here, starting the podcast again. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know. Today it's funny because like today I was sitting there, you know, trying to figure out what to do with my life as far as the magazine goes. I'm done writing the issue. Our designer guy is putting the final touches on designing the issue. And I got all this nervous energy, man. I feel like, man, Hunter should be over here. We shouldn't be making videos, but we can't be doing that. So it's this weird kind of like, I don't know what to do with my hands thing. Um, I ended up just calling buddies in the industry today and uh, just to check out how people are doing, man, just to see how, how our friends are doing. Um, and it's kind it's of strange to see how everybody, like based on where they are, has a totally different perspective of what's happening and what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, you know, for us, for this magazine right now, it is business as usual. We've got no real effects. I mean, Mike's maybe trying to wrap up a, la- a couple last minute ads. That's obviously not happening. But but. <laughs> We work on contracts with advertisers. And so, you know, we're kind of, we kind of know where we're at, at least what, 80% or so for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't affect us. However, there's that worry in the back of your head that's like, okay, if this goes from bad to bad to worse, you know, at, at what point, you know, are we beyond contracts? Or what point are our advertisers contract or not? If they're failing and they're going under and they're filing bankruptcy. You know, what do you do? So, I Which mean, that's a conversation of none other than beloved AccuAir, right? You know, yep. the famous um, air, airlift company um, developed a lot of stuff. They are the only people to have a in-tank um, compressor. So it's super quiet. They, You know, that was a big deal. That came out last year or the year before last. And then they just announced, what was it, yesterday? that they've yeah. you know they've kicked the bucket and, and have seven bankruptcy yeah and have said we are permanently like this is it you know yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of discussion there's you know some conspiracies that there's some underlying factors behind that um but from what they've told uh the world it's just due to the coronavirus and having to deal with you know 
the the effects of that, and that sucks. That's not good. Whether you're a static guy or wh- whether you are a bad guy, losing mm-hmm. losing a company is just not good. Period. Yeah, I mean, me and Willie can attest to this. You know, we're small business owners, and and everybody's feeling the crunch pretty hardcore right now. That being said, I just feel like it's a bit early to pack it in and call it quits. I was totally put off. I mean, I, I was totally shocked when I saw that. I, I, I knew that when this happened and how long it's going to go on, that some companies would be, you know, calling it quits, going out of business or, or at least filing for, you know, a restructuring style bankruptcy. But to see uh, a big company like that in the industry um, call it quits so fast, I was really shocked by that. There's definitely some underlying issues. I have no idea what they are. I don't want to speculate I don't want to get into the drama, I mean, of it, but I'll speculate. <laughs> like, I mean, I, just, <laughs> <All right. laughs> I think basically it sounded like from reading that that little press release that they sent out that, you know, they're a company um, with investors, you know, big, bigger time investors that are probably not as tied to the scene or yeah. anything like that. They probably have a lot of investments. And when this kind of stuff happens, um, you know, those guys make the call. And it's not like me or Mike would make a call. I mean, we're going to fight for the magazine until, you know, they pry it from our cold, dead hands. But, like, it sounded like the the old owners, or, or whatever you want to call it, the owners, the managers of that company were not the ones to make the call, that it came from the top yeah. um, at the investment level. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that. One, they could have had a, they could have been losing their ass in other places, you know, and, and just cut bait. Um there's a lot of underlying issues right now in the automotive industry. I mean, like, dude, let's be honest. Like, a lot of this stuff is made in China, or at least partially made in China. Yeah. Um, even if it comes down to little bolts and boxes and packaging and and obviously products and stuff like that. And China's been dealing with this since December. So you think about the automotive industry. We got, you know, our big show, SEMA, is in November. Everybody had all these big dreams. The economy's going well. Everything's good. And then they start having problems on the importing end, um, mm-hmm. importing from China, because China starts having the outbreaks in December. Um, probably a lot of those guys are trying to mask that and cover it up a little bit. Nobody wants to just go tell everybody that their stuff's made in China and they're having problems. Um, so they could have been in trouble, you know, for, for a few months now. And then all of a sudden the virus hits. You know, just as you're solving the problems of importing, the virus hits and and you're screwed all over again in a whole different way that you yeah. didn't really predict. And and, you know, you stack all that stuff up. And, and I think there's more to it. Um, what confuses me is to me, it seems it seems rash and sudden. It seems like you could sell the company. But again, that's where the speculation we don't know if there was a, a mismanagement situation or a debt situation or, or, or what the deal was, but yeah. to just call it quits and file bankruptcy, I guess was their best option. I know, yeah. I know that the people that, you know, the, the quote owners and the managers weren't happy about it and they seemed surprised about it. Just for a couple months already. I mean, what we would believe as something that's soon, they could have been going for a while. Well, on the other hand, like, Who's out there buying right now? Like there's 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 a bunch of panic going on. So it could be on the front of, you know, I'm buying and nobody's the only panic right now is going to be your toilet paper. Other than that, nobody's out there spending money to 
acquire a, you know, an air suspension company? I don't, I, yes and no. I mean, it's definitely not business as usual, but you're also getting forgiveness from a lot of places right now. Let's not forget the government just passed a $2.2 trillion uh, stimulus package where we're all going to each individually get money. And they're doing small business loans, bailing out the big boys of Wall Street, of course. But the fact is they're flooding the market with money and, and giving you opportunity if you're looking for it. Um, the problem is a lot of people don't look for it. And going back to the whole AccuAir thing, again, I don't, I don't know if they made their stuff in China. But just talking about China again, let's not forget that even before the virus hit there, they were getting slammed by 25% tariffs on everything coming over here as well. So anybody in the automotive aftermarket industry who was getting stuff from China has been getting their, their ass beat for the last six months anyway before this even happened. True. This is just the cherry on their crap Sunday right now. Pretty much, yeah. And that's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Um, having said that, I know... Uh, Maybe I'm changing gears too soon, but I was talking to Mike today at lunch, and um, like I like I mentioned a minute ago, we're trying to get those straggler advertisers, the guys that don't necessarily have contracts, but we're just kind of mm -hmm. getting them in for this issue, or we sell them issue to issue or whatever. And um, and Mike was saying that like zero percent success rate there, like <laughs> literally everybody is like, Mike, yeah. dude, well, I feel well, my you know, sales guys out there. Yeah, it sucks to hear no constantly. It's well, and <laughs> and so now my question is, how do you, how do you how do you react to this? I mean, I I personally do not think that curling up in a little ball and playing dead is the way to handle this. I've mm -hmm. kind of thought about it a lot. I don't know, Mike. What do you think? I mean, what you're the business guy, like like what would I, you do right now? If put yourself in, you, you make a part for a car. You know, what are you trying to do to survive right now? Everybody's situation is different. I'm not going to put anything out there that says this is the way to do it. That being said, I feel like this is kind of one of those situations where like, what do you have to lose, man? I mean, if it's as bad as all the experts are predicting it to be, then it's going to be here until there's a vaccine, which is going to be a year from now. So we're all screwed anyway. But government has kind of shown that they're willing to be lenient. Even banks, I got a call from my, my mortgage lender, BB&T, uh, yesterday, then basically saying, hey, Mr. Sanders, if you don't want to pay your mortgage, if you know, uh, next month, you don't have to, no harm, no foul. You don't even have to show us that you lost your job, anything like that. My point is, the people controlling the money, they're just as screwed as we are, and they need us as much as we need them. Everybody understands this. So the money situation seems to be flowing, you know, okay. Is it scary? Hell yes, it's scary right now. Um, but it's a situation that we're all in together and we're all going to have to come out of this together. Yeah. I mean, it's the scary because you got... Go ahead. Well, I mean, it's scary because you got two problems. I mean, one, you got the, the obvious problem of staying healthy and the mm -hmm. virus. And then you have the secondary problem of staying employed and having a home and food and yep. and so yeah i mean the two are kind of playing against each other at how long can the world quarantine before we have to hedge our bets and take our risk before we have to say all right you're health compromised or you're elderly mm. you need to stay home but like 
you know, the people that can work and that are healthy need yeah. to work to keep need to make. the lifestyle side of things alive or else we're really going to cascade into some bad, dark yeah. days. Um, and and so, I, you know, I, I don't know how long that's going to take before we just try and get as smart as we can and as safe as we can, but also as logical as we can, I guess. Um, cause you know, how long can you curl up before? I mean, I don't want the virus. I don't want anybody to get the virus, but I also don't want people to starve. So that, that's true. At what point do you say, I would rather have people die from Corona than die of starvation, you know, yeah. cause, cause we could very quickly get into the, like the great depression style economy where, you know, people are homeless, people have no food. They can't do the right. simple things in life because they don't have a job. And on top of that, they're terrified to go into public to try to further their lives because you're going to get Corona. So, and I, Well, another to take that even a step further, you know, past the past, the scare of that. At what point do you lift the quarantine? Like, at what point do you go, OK, now we're at the point where you it's safe to go outside like this is a virus at some day. It's not just going to pack its bags and head home. Like it's, <laughs> there's people in the world. It's still going to naturally spread. But at what point does it get small enough that we can justify being like, okay, life's as usual? Where does that come from? That well, and the fact is, even the experts, the smartest guys and girls in the rooms, they don't know. To be honest, this is kind of a new thing. Everybody's hearing something different every single day. In my opinion, this is kind of here to stay until there's a vaccine created. Um, Do we know? It, it might be like an on and off of quarantine kind of thing. Oh, it went away. You guys can go out and play. All right, you screwed it up. Get back in your houses kind of thing. Uh, but I, I think we're kind of going to be in a cycle here until some brilliant scientist who's going to win the freaking Nobel Peace Prize comes up with that special formula that's going to save the day. I mean, for big problems, there has to be a big solution. And I don't think going back to the way things normally were, I don't think that's a solution. Because if we go back to the way things normally were, like we're kicking ourselves back in the same position we're in right now, it's either going to take a big change in our habits of everyday life or it's going to have to be a, you know, some, some big development to, to keep this from happening from every, to everybody. Okay, that so is the gospel, ladies and gentlemen, because Jesse is one of the biggest germaphobes I've ever met in my life. Okay, so the, let's let's shift. Speaking of that, so before we decided to do the podcast, me and Jesse had a discussion. Um, all of us, Mike, Wooly, me, we can all agree, knowing Jesse for as long as we have, he is naturally, I don't know if we can quite call it a germaphobe. I, I don't know. Maybe we can. But he is you always. You can. He is oh, always, yeah. It's, it's the, the word correct term. <laughs> Tended to be uh, way more self-conscious than anybody I've ever known, as far as hygiene, you know, germs, and just naturally being more cautious of what you touch, eat, blah blah blah. So we're curious, you know, what what's your take? Well, I mean, so this kind of started. What's up, Harlow? What's up, Harlow? Harlow, say hi. Like this for a while. Okay, I'll come down in a second. <laughs> what? I'll come down in a second. So for those that are listening on audio right now, uh, Wooly's little girl Harlow has just walked into the frame with some <laughs> shades on. 
Vampirina shades. Yeah. So she's ready for a raid. Back <laughs> to Jess' segment. Yeah, see, I'm used to that. That's normal for me. But yeah, I guess that is a little weird outfit that she had on. Uh, <laughs> Vampirina sunglasses and like a troll's onesie. I dig it. She hadn't left the house in three weeks. What are you going to do? Whatever, man. <laughs> All right, Jesse, continue. Um, so I think, I think you guys recognize that part of me this past year at SEMA. Um, we're in Vegas, and I, for any germaphobes out there, like Vegas is just a nightmare germ-wise. So around, and all I'm seeing is just all these surfaces that people touch, and I don't see anybody going around like cleaning this shit up. <laughs> so we're going through hotels or casinos, and my three fingers at the top corner, glass <laughs> door, opening it up, and they're like, "What the hell are you doing, Jesse?" And I'm like, nobody cleans this. Like, I'm not trying to get shit on my hands. But that's just the first level. Um, making sure you're not touching things that don't get cleaned, that's your first thing. Um, that's that's the same uh, logic behind not being around somebody who's infected, not being in that vicinity where you get exposed to that. The second level is you can only do so much in that first level. You have to touch things. When I go to the gas pump, I can't not touch the gas pump in order to put fuel in my car. I always have a glove. Um, if you don't have a glove, every ga- well, most gas stations will have um, like paper towels near the, the squeegees for your windshield. Um, most gas stations will have those. And if they have those, you can always grab those, put it over you know, the gas pump. You can put that on your finger while you're pushing in your numbers, um, putting in your card. Uh, uh, in my vehicle, I also always have hand sanitizer, um, and my Jeep now has this like tactical camouflage. Uh, uh, it's perfect for these Lysol wipe cylinders. So every time I get into my car, like I'm making sure my hands are clean. I'm making sure everything I'm touching is clean, and that way, when I go home, I know I'm not bringing anything home because once I'm home, like I'm chill. I know everything's clean. Um, yeah, and your cell phone. If there's one thing that's probably the dirtiest on your person right now, your cell phone. Anytime you touch something dirty, and your cell phone is the first thing you touch. And you go wash your hands, but then you start touching your phone again, and guess what? Your hands are full of urine again. <laughs> so, All right. <laughs> I, like... You're probably blowing people's mind right now. All that is so foreign to me, man. I never, you know, obviously, if you're in a shady gas station going to the bathroom, like, mm-hmm. kind of open the door with your elbow or kick it or something like that. But, like, yeah, other than that, I don't care, man. I press the elevator buttons. I get gas. I just, uh, you know, like, I, it, it, it's never really a thought. But it is now. And now I've got freaking hand sanitizer in my car. And I got little black latex, like, mechanic gloves or whatever that i like pump gas and then ditch the glove and it's it's ridiculous man and i hadn't been out much i've only had to do it i think it's worse like the more you really quarantine and the less you go out it makes you even more freaked when you do go out because i had to get gas and i had to like park and think about it you know and like how am i going to do this how can i do it but i mean hey but maybe at the end of this whole thing you know we come out a little bit smarter and wiser in that aspect maybe god forbid somebody smart develops a door for a bathroom that you don't have a 
touch, you know, you don't have a handle on, or maybe they make tear sheets for gas pumps or something, you know, or I don't know what the heck. There's, uh, this is kind of a big slap in the face introduction to real 21st century life, because I don't think it's going to go away. I think we're going to keep having these problems. I think we're overpopulated, that overpopulated. I think that we're encroaching on the animals and they're encroaching on us and we're kicking crap up that's been, you know, that humans haven't found. Um, so I think it's something that we're going to have to get kind of vigilant, you know, against the world's small, man. Like we're all, you know, we're all in touch with everybody all the time. So it's not I mean, like it used to be. We're, we're guests here. Like I, don't, I, I went to my college that I work at and it's empty. I mean, and this is prime, like, it's supposed to be packed 9am, 10, 10am. Um, and it's totally empty, but you know, nature is doing fine. Like if you've looked at the change in, uh, CO2 emissions right now, like, listen, if something happens to us, the earth will do fine. Water right. will run. The animals will be totally fine. So like, we got to respect that. Like, yeah. we're guests here, you know? Yeah. So I saw a photo. It was, uh, in the same location. It was the skyline of, of, uh, Los Angeles six months ago and today. The, yeah, the, I saw that. I was wondering. I mean, there's a lot of ways to manipulate that, but I was wondering how accurate that was. Yeah, I mean, of course, it, it could have been doctored, but in the case that it was, it, it was true to to being what it was. It, it was crazy. Same for um, you know Venice, Italy. You know, all, all those waterways, because there's not boats current, uh, constantly stirring up, you know, the underneath and everything. The water's like crystal clear, which hasn't been seen in well over 100 years in Venice, Italy. It's just, it, it's insane, you know, how quickly uh, the Earth can revert back to, um, you know, uh, I guess, healthier ways. So, I mean, in, in a way, that's a good thing that this yeah, in a way, it's a good thing that this has kind of happened to make us be more conscious of what we're doing uh, to the environment, which I know is kind of, you know, ironic to say as us being, you know, remove the cats, car guys, but, but. That's how nimble we can actually be. All this like, oh, it's going to take big change and that's going to take years. Like, look at how much we changed in the past month. Like two months ago, look how many people were out doing their thing. And within two months, everybody's in their house for, you know, days at a time. Like, we're nimble. Well, do shit if we put I, our mind to it and we do it. Perfectly. I think that's going to be another big change is everybody's working from home and, like, it's working. You know what I mean? And so, like, you know, all of a sudden people are realizing I don't have to sit in traffic for an hour and a half a day. Or, mm -hmm. or business owners are like, I don't have to fork out all this money for this snazzy office, you know, that it's just, I think that's going to be a big change. I think the way we buy is going to be a big change that we come out of this um, from everything from whatever groceries to deodorants to, you know, everything. Um, uh, yeah, but the way that businesses approach it in general, like, like the movie industry, no one can go to the theater right now to see a movie. Uh, so they're making it to where you can stream brand new, you know, box office movies. Uh, everybody's going to really, really focus their biz their business now to hit the consumer at home. They've been 
pretty much doing it for a couple of years now, but now it's going to be like the primary focus. Yeah. Well, they've been doing it, but there hadn't been the need. Like, I'm yeah. like, nah, I'm good, man. I'll just go to the grocery store when I need to get something. And now I'm like going on Amazon being like, hell, man, I can buy my toothpaste for the year. You know, <laughs> I'm just good. Yeah. You know, like, so yeah, a lot of that stuff is going to change. <laughs> it does make me curious. Um, coming out of this, how many how many clinically germaphobic people are going to be created from this? Because a you know, generation, oh. generation full. <laughs> yeah, we're called them Generation C. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, my, my grandmother, you know, grew up and and was a, a depression baby, and when she passed, she passed with suitcases full of cash in her closet. You know what I mean? Like that stayed with her forever. That kind of like don't trust the banks and make sure you have, you know, uh, some money set aside. I think for us, it's going to be germaphobe. It's going to be make sure we got a month of canned goods, you know, at all times or, you know, stuff that we just hadn't, we've had the luxury not to ever have to like stress before. Mm -hmm. um, driving with a jack inside of your car. Yeah. No <laughs> Except you instead of a jack, it's going to be a hundred rolls of toilet paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, you know, whatever. I, I'm trying to, it's funny because I'm always this like negative little asshole when it comes to dumb stuff like automatic transmissions and Supras. And, and, but like when it gets serious, like when things really do get bad, like they are, like I turn into like super positive and I'm just like, you know what though? Like there's so much to be grateful for like we've been so blessed like all of us not just s3 but like we've all been blessed that the economy was really on the up and up like a lot of people were having a good 2020 you know and and now that's obviously a blessing because we needed that i know that we did at s3 to be able yeah. to survive what we're surviving now mm -hmm. um you know and 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 a lot of us are being forced to work from home but like I know it's frustrating and it sucks and it's stressful if you let it get too stressful, but even that's a blessing. I mean, like I think about, first of all, you're, the obvious, you're spending time with your family and, and, and reconnecting and recalibrating, but just like how grateful are you now for like the Tuesday tacos? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like just to be able to be like, yo, you want to go get some food? Yeah, cool. And then you go to a restaurant where you know the person and you shake their hand, and all this crap that was just a regular Tuesday, you didn't want to be there, you wanted to be on vacation, like the people on Facebook or whatever, like, now I'm just like, dang, man, I just want the nachos, you know? Like, I just, Tuesday back. Yeah, I just want my damn regular boring routine back, and it would be great, I would be so happy. It's the little things, I want to go ride bikes in the woods, and if I see somebody else not think, oh shit, oh shit, you know, like, I want to be able to go, what's up, man, you know, like, I, I just, it's a, it's a total reality check that we should all take time and stop and let that sink in, um, because, like I said, man, it is, it is a blessing if you look for the silver lining um, of what we're in right now, it's, it's teaching us a lesson for sure. I've always tried to live by, um, if it's, if it wasn't for the rainy days, we'd never appreciate the sunshine. Yeah. This is more of a testament to that than anything. Yeah, and yeah. the other another thing I was I, I was just writing my editorial and trying to talk about this, and it sounds dumb when you talk about it in person, but like we 
we are 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 so just spoiled as a human race like we don't have a predator we're not prey we have accidents we have war we have disease we have all that stuff but there is literally not a big scary monster trying to eat us when we go outside we don't have to live our lives looking over our shoulder like a deer or a squirrel or anything like that but this virus it's talking about we don't have that yet (laughs) yeah this virus is a little taste of that it ain't a big scary monster but you go outside and you're conscious of your every move and you're kind of metaphorically looking over your shoulder and you know it's like a squirrel right they go from one tree and then they paw ass to the next one you know and they just don't want to be out there exposed in a big field you know and and it's like we're 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 getting a taste of that man and and it sucks it's not a good feeling you know it's it's i don't i don't know man i was just kind of thinking about that the other day you know i i i, I want to get back to my regular life where you're not living this kind of nightmare in a way, you know? Yeah. I mean, speaking of that, so let's kind of shift to like, let's shift to a more positive note and then kind of bring it back to the cars. Once this does come back around, um, you know, and we go full circle and we can, you know, to some extent get back to our routines. Mm-hmm. As a car we got to be ready to play, man. We got to be ready to, you know, when car when Cars and Coffee makes that first announcement that's going, hey, we're doing it. You need to be there. You need to get your buddies together. You know, whether or not you maintain the, the six foot social distancing still, if it's still ingrained in you or not, uh-huh. like you need to go to that parking lot. Um, you know, these events, these rescheduled events, at least, you know, your import alliance, your, your grid life, any of these events, you need, you know, invest your money in it. Go have a good time. Same thing for just the industry in general. You know, maybe instead of buying that, uh, use downpipe, you know, if it's within your means, maybe take a second to stop and think about it. Maybe I should invest back in the industry. Let, let me buy this part new so that I can, you know, start recirculating the, cla- the, the cash flow and, and rebuilding and, you know, st- starting over, I guess, might be a way to word it. That's important. I mean, once everything's back, I mean, and if you can now, support those companies you can now because. If it, yeah, they need it now, man. It's up to the block. Like yesterday, it was Air. It could be, you know, uh, one of your homies the next day. Um, events. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of them having to reschedule, and nobody wants to do that, but we have to. And now's the time to, you know, get get in your garage like Hunter is right now. Put that turbo in that you've been slacking on. I mean, we all do it. Everybody's got a story of some project car that's been sitting in the garage for four years. I don't have time. Well, you know, in a few months, when everything's back to the way we want it to be, there's no excuse for it. So you better bring it because somebody else out there is going to bring it and you're going to be left behind. And if you're looking at parts, like support those people. The secondhand parts you're looking at right now, they're not going to be available you know, three years from now because of this gap between production of everywhere. Like, if you want to see that investment into your scene, you want to have that in your life in the next five years, like, this is the time to invest in. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it goes without saying, like, these 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 guys, everybody um, needs everybody's support right now. Um, and hey, dude, if there's, you know, uh, one thing we're learning, it's pretty obvious that we all have a ripple effect in this world on everybody else. Like, 
So, you know, I think it's one of those things right now that we need to just kind of band together, take care of our family, you know, our culture or whatever, um, and support them. Because there's, a, you know, there's a lot of guys going through a lot of struggle um, right now, whether it's events or parts or, or, or whatever. Yeah. Let's not forget, like, not only are those guys not getting sales right now, but, like, whenever you rent out a big venue, a lot of times you have to put a big, you know, down payment on that kind of thing to yeah. have it. You know, same thing, like, just like whenever you do a wedding or whatever, you got to, if it's a $6,000 venue, you got to pay three just to kind of, like, keep your spot and let them know that you're serious about it. So all these, these guys that, you know, event promoters and, and these guys who bring in parts from overseas and stuff, they have a lot of money invested. So if you've got it and you need to be working on your car, you've got some cash you want to spend, do it, man. Don't buy used. Buying used freaking doesn't help anybody except for the guy you bought it from. Help the industry. That's what really needs it. Or else it's not going to be there whenever you do want to go and actually start getting after it. So And there are a hell, there's a hell of a lot of good deals right now, man. People yeah. want to. I mean, people really want to sell stuff. They want to move the product that is sitting there collecting dust on their shelf. So when they can come back to work and they can bring the people back, they have new stuff to make, right? Like, so, I mean, there's a lot of killer, killer deals out there to be had. Um, and this isn't a, it's not a recession that we like tragically fell into like you know slowly this is like a forced thing this is like a forced recession in an otherwise good time um and and when this passes we're going to come back stronger than ever ever there's going to be a lot of pent-up energy a lot of pent-up buying energy people are sitting there looking at their car right now like hunter is just going come on, I need to buy stuff. I need to buy stuff. I know you got stuff on order. Like it's not stopping him. Um, so, you know, uh, and, and Hey, the other part is I realized how much damn money I spend on Mexican food every month by not going to get it. Like dude, I can turn around and buy a turbo just off of what I saved last month. So, yeah. I mean, you know, think about it like that. I mean, you're saving money in a lot of ways. I'm sure a lot of these dudes have been saving money on gas. They've been saving money on food. I know there's a lot of fear on, you know, should I spend the money? Um, but that's a whole nother thing. Like, I, I could be wrong on this. I'm not an economist. But, like, I feel like we really, with this situation, we need to take it one day at a time. You do not, absolutely do not need to let yourself go down that rabbit hole of fear where you start thinking, oh my gosh, can I, what happens if this happens? What happens if they don't pay their bill and then I can't pay this person and I need to cut everything so that I can have enough? That's not what you want to do right now, man. Like, I just, you don't want to do that if you like target fixate on the bad. That's exactly where you're going to go. You don't want to. You don't, I mean, obviously you got to, you know, every company's different and you got to do what you got to do. But like, overall, you do not want to turn into the metaphorical toilet paper holders, man, or, or toilet paper hoarders. Like, you want to kind of, you know, do as much as you can, spend as much as you can, act as if the world is as normal as you can, because... God willing, we come out of this in two months, you know, and and everything's going to go back to normal plus some. Um, you know, we're going to come back even stronger. People are really going to be 
thankful and fortunate to have their jobs back. People are going to be thankful and fortunate to be able to buy car parts or spend time with their family or whatever they're doing. Like everything's going to come back more. Um, but if we all start saying, you know, screw our neighbor, I'm going to take care of myself. That's bad news, man. Cause then we're, we really are going to spiral into something bad. Yeah. I'll tell you what. And when speaking of just the economy in general, whenever it does come back, uh, I don't know if anybody here listening actually pays attention to the stock market and all that stuff. The, the Dow has plummeted to basically where it was back in our previous recession in 2018, which, by the way, Wooly, I guess this is kind of happy anniversary for me and you. This is S3's second recession that we've been through, <laughs> which is kind of ridiculous. like we were finally There's getting minimum God was like, no, 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 get back in your place. Uh, but anyway, my point D. is it, we'll have our day one day. <laughs> The market is going to rebound like crazy. So any of you guys out there who have money invested and you're just feeling super depressed because of how much you've lost, remember, it's not lost until you sell. It's just not wait. real. <laughs> it's not real until you sell and you make it real. And yeah, if you've got yeah. some spare cash right now that you're not spending on car parts or, or you know living essentials, maybe, maybe go buy a little bit of stock because when it comes back, it's going to come back with a vengeance. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, no. I think we're in a pretty now. Is there anybody, anything else that they want to add? What'd you say you were breaking up, at least on my end? I think we're in a pretty good spot right now. I think we've said what you know we needed to say. Is there anything else that you guys want to add? Anything that you want to address? I mean, I don't Listen. know. If I want to get like long hair Rasta on everybody, like, you know, like we always run around saying one love, but like right now, like that's what it is. Like we need to take care of our family. We need to take care of our our community, our cultures, like our hobby cultures, like cars and and the industries that we love. We all are, in our business dealings. We need to just try and take the ethical right approach. Look at the big picture. Don't look at I'm freaking the hell out right now. Don't do that. Like this is a time where the strong has to take care of the weak. And I mean it like that, like the strong-minded people need to take care of the weak-minded, panicky people. The strong, healthy people need to take care of the, of the you know, elderly um, and, and the weaker people that way. This is just, I mean, this is, this is a time that tests character for sure. Um, so, you know, just be yeah, strong. I, I will say that panicking never helps in any situation, really. It never helps. Calm down. Think about what you're doing. Think about your neighbor, your fellow man. And let's make some sane decisions here. Don't do stuff like run out to the grocery store and buy all the toilet paper like an asshole. That sucks. That puts somebody else in a bad situation. I've got two little kids, and this is weeks into the pandemic now. I've got two little kids at home. One of them was a one-year-old still in diapers. I went to go buy wipes today at the grocery store. Still cleaned out. There's still none there. Yeah, because Karen has 40 packs. Yeah, she sucks. Don't she be sucks. Karen. Don't be Karen, please. Right? God. Yeah. But everybody I mean, calm down. It's going to be fine. Wait it out. Stay in your damn house. And let's just figure this thing out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the time where, like, this is going to pass. Like, we're not going to be in this forever. If you've got to change your habits, like, it's honestly probably for the best. Um, well, this yeah. is your time to be creative too. Like I'm in my head more now than I ever have been. 
Um, and we all have got something to express. So take it out in your car, take it out in your garage. And then when we come back, like, just appreciate what we have. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, just to kind of add to that, like, say, for instance, all right, so part of uh, what I do, you know, for S3 is, uh, you know, make, make media, make content. And being in the situation, not being able to leave your house like we are right now, I find myself just kind of walking out into the garage, you know, every morning and looking around and going, okay, you know, what can I make out of today? And when you really sit and think about it, you would have, you'd be amazed at the, the stuff that, you know, you had to do. I mean, just for instance, on one of the things, uh, you know, two, or two of the things, you know, I put the focus on jack stands. If you're watching on video, you can see it sitting here right behind me because I've had a big turbo to do on the car, but because I was, you know, too in intimidated and kept putting it off, I've had it for like four months and I haven't done it. Well, what, what excuse do I have now to not do it? So I've got that going on. Then, you know, on top of that, while we're waiting part for parts to come in, to that, I've always wanted to, you know, build a, you know, a, a subwoofer box to hide in the spare tire well. So, I mean, we're already here. Why not do that too? So just sit down, think, you know, uh, do it, do, do the things that you want to do. Yeah, you know, I, I guess within your means, but, but yeah. So I think as everybody said their final piece for this first episode back. Yeah, I guess it's good we'll to be go back. back. We're right at the 41-minute mark. We're right at the 41-minute mark. So if this is your first time here, we are S3 Magazine. It's not just a title. We do make we do make an actual magazine um, that comes out, what, quarter, quarterly? Totally. Yeah. Quarterly. Um, so you can find our socials at S3 Magazine. Um and then I'd go over us individually, but that would take too long. Uh, our website, www.s3mag.com. I'm wearing one of the new shirts right here. Um, so you could go get yourself a shirt plus a two-year subscription for 20 bucks. Trust me, that's a good deal because we're losing our ass on it. So, yep. so you know, maybe uh, invest that way if you want to invest in us. If you like what we're doing here, like I said, you can find this on... Uh, all of our platforms but uh till next week guys should be a lot of fun looking forward to keeping this going see ya mm -hmm. all right see later you.